Welcome to Smith Memorial Online. We're glad you joined us today. We're located in Collinsville, Virginia. At Smith Memorial, our motto is simple, follow Jesus. We'd like to encourage you to check us out online, www.smithmemorialumc.com. There you can find out more information about us, opportunities to serve, and ways to support this ministry through giving. We pray that God would add blessing this day to the hearing and the doing of God's Word. God, open unto us a spirit of wisdom that we might discern your words for us this day. Bless and keep us. Make your face to shine upon us and grant us peace. Amen. Our reading today comes from the prophet Ezekiel beginning in chapter 37, 1 through 14. Hear these words of the prophet. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and he set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley. They were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones. And say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded and as I prophesied suddenly there was a noise. A rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as, I, as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood on their feet, a vast multitude. And then he said to me, Mortal, 
These bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves. O my people, I will bring you back to the land of Israel and you shall know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, I will put my spirit within you and you shall live and I will place you on your own soil. And then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. Friends, these are the words of God for you and me, the people of God. Thanks be to God. I ask that you would pray with me and for me. Speak, O Lord, for your servants are listening. Come, winds from the four corners. Fill these vessels of ours with your breath so that we might have life. Come, O great God. Open up the graves of our lives where we find no hope so that we might find your perfect peace and presence. Speak, O Lord, for your servants are listening. We ask that you would place the cross before me. That none would see me but you and your grace alone. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. There's something about the spirit when it moves that causes people to stop and pay attention. Now, I don't know about you. Some of you may have woken up early yesterday to see the royal wedding. I don't know. Um, I did. I woke up to see the wedding, but I, I didn't care about seeing the wedding. I wanted to see the preacher, okay? Um, that's just who I am, okay? But if you, if you watch the wedding, if you didn't watch the wedding, I want to invite you to go back and to watch it. You can uh, skip the before and after and just get to the middle, where this preacher is speaking because it is something that I promise you those walls had never heard. At least not like that. With Bishop uh, Michael Curry, who, who was the bishop of the Episcopal Church in North Carolina. He's now the head uh, bishop for the Episcopal Church USA. He brought the message that day and what I saw as he was speaking, because they kept panning to the crowd, was the people's faces as they were listening to this man speak. As I got on social media, what I found was that people weren't talking about the royal couple. Wow. Did y'all hear that guy preach? Wow. Did you hear what he said? If you watched Saturday Night Live last night, you would see that they even did a sketch not on the royal wedding, but on the preacher. 
And this morning, Bishop Curry tweeted out, he said, I guess when you speak words of love, they stick anywhere. Something happens when the Spirit moves amongst the people. That even in a time of celebrity status, celebrity engagement, when the gospel is proclaimed, it sticks. You see, today, once again, we share that same message of the gospel. Today we find in the prophet's vision, the prophet Ezekiel, we find Yahweh leading Ezekiel into a deep valley. In this deep valley, Yahweh, God, parades Ezekiel through a graveyard of bodies, cut off too quickly and too violently to be treated with a proper burial. The bones are just laying on the ground. If this is the scene from Disney's Lion King, the place where Mufasa tells his young son Simba not to venture because it's beyond the pride lands. It's a valley of bodies left to decompose naturally on top of the ground, leaving behind visible signs of lives that used to be. You see, it was valleys like this that the psalmist has in mind when they speak about the valley of the shadow of death. It was valleys like this one from Ezekiel's vision that Jesus used to oftentimes speak about those who are living as though the kingdom of God was not in their midst. As he spoke about these valleys called Gehenna or Hinnom. These valleys, Gehenna and Hinnom, are oftentimes translated in the King James Bible as hell or Hades. Literally, places of the dead. So Yahweh takes the prophet into literally the depths of hell on earth and asks this question, Mortal, can these bones live? a strange question to ask. You see, our human imagination, left to its own accord, certainly would answer no. No, I don't think that these bones can live. We, we are literally in the depths of hell on earth. The, these bones haven't moved in a very long time. They are just there. They are decomposing, and if anything, they will turn to dust. Not the other way around. And yet we would like to believe that they could. We certainly hope that they could. Even though everything about what we see, feel, and touch when exposed to the realities of death tell us otherwise. 
Now, today when I speak about death, I mean to use the analogy in a variety of ways. I mean it in the sense of a physical death. The physical deaths that we have experienced of our loved ones and our acquaintances. Our own physical deaths. When I speak about death, I mean it in the sense of the spiritual death that is encapsulated in our efforts to make sense of our lives around us. I mean the emotive or any that is brought on by feeling unfit, unworthy, unattractive, or any other un someone has told us or, have, or we have told ourselves about ourselves. When I speak about death, I'm referencing any feeling, emotion, or place where the promise of God that life and life abundantly should be ours seems to be a distant dream. You see, it's in these places of our lives, and if we think about it, we don't have to think too hard, all of us can place ourselves in one of these places. It's in these places that God asks Ezekiel the question, can these bones live. So Ezekiel, mustering up all the faith that he could, he answered the best way he knew how. Only you know, God. Only you know if they can. To which Yahweh told the prophet, well, speak. Speak to these bones and say, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and I will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. And you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. And just as assuredly as the prophet Ezekiel spoke, there came a rattling amongst the bones, and each bone scattered in its chaos began to find its partner bone, and the head bone got connected to the backbone, and the backbone got connected to the thigh bone, and the thigh bone got connected to the knee bone, and the knee bone got connected to the leg bone, and the leg bone was connected to the foot bone. As they did what? Heard the word of the Lord. What a good song. And there they stood, Bodies, bodies as of old, and yet they still weren't living. They were shells. They looked exactly like us, and yet they lacked the spirit. So Ezekiel says, God says to Ezekiel, now, oh, Ezekiel, speak, speak to the breath. And when he did that, the breath of life entered into them. And these were no longer just bones scattered in a valley. They were now alive in the land of the living. Now today, what I want to do is I want to ask the question, what was it about Ezekiel that allowed him to be used as he was speaking life 
into these dry bones? What was it about this man that allowed him to be used for such an occasion? I mean, was he some sort of special human being, someone that we really cannot resonate with? Was he superhuman? Was he highly favored? Was he gifted with certain gifts that are no longer available for us today? I don't think so. I think what makes Ezekiel an instrument of God in the midst of the people of Israel is not some sort of magical power, but Ezekiel himself had first been raised from his own valleys prior to stepping into the valley of another. We see this in his own call narrative. You see, Ezekiel is from the people of Israel. He is one living in the valley of the shadow of death. He is too dry bone. He was distraught. He was hopeless. He was struck in the fallenness of his own devices. And yet, God acted in his midst. So before Ezekiel speaks to the bones... He first received the gift of being spoken to. The prophet recounts his experience this way. He says, And God said to me, Son of man, stand up on your feet, and I will speak to you. And as God spoke to me, the Spirit came into me and raised me to my feet, and I heard him speaking. Fast forward a few years. Jesus tells his followers in Luke's gospel, that they are to go into the world, beginning in Jerusalem, and then in Judea, and then into Samaria, and then until the ends of the world, proclaiming the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And at that point, I'm imagining the disciples are thinking, let's go! But he says to them, before you share these signs of hope in the midst of despair, before you imagine with others the new possibilities that now exist in your world. Before you go, I want you to go to Jerusalem and wait. Wait to be spoken to. Wait to be raised up. Wait to encounter the divine before you go into the world doing as I do. You see, these are the events of Pentecost, the day celebrated 50 days after Easter, the day when the good news is spoken as it was in creation, as it was in the Word made flesh, and as it is through the Spirit dwelling in the midst of our lives today. You see, friends, today we celebrate Pentecost. When we celebrate Pentecost, we remember it's not so much about our action to speak or even your willingness to do so. Instead, Pentecost is your willingness to hear over and over again through worship, through prayer, through spiritual discipline, through waiting 
It is your ability and your willingness to hear the good news. That through the action of God in the world, the good news that is being proclaimed to all who are found in their sin. The good news to all who are in need of a salvific voice to speak life into the dust of their dry bones. You see, the gifting of the Spirit is not a prompting for you to speak first and foremost. Instead, it is a gift of God that consistently offers a word of life in the darkest places of our lives and in the life of the whole cosmos itself. You see, as a church, we've done a really poor job describing the gift of the Spirit. Most of the time when you come to a, a space like this, what we want to tell you is to go, 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 do, volunteer, be more like Christ, be His hands, be His feet. But the church has not done a very good job of saying the Spirit's job, first and foremost, is not to empower you to go into the world, but for you in the midst of your own sin... To know that you need to hear the gospel. And you need to be raised up. Each and every day. You see, we come to church not to come here and say, Well, preacher, tell me something so that I can go be more like Jesus in the world. We come to church to be able to say, I can't be like Jesus in the world. And I fail all the time. Preacher, tell me something good. And the good news is this, that we still have a God who looks at the dry bones of your life and speaks life into them. We don't come to church to get some moral exhortation to send you back out. We come to church to talk about the reality of our lives. We are bones. Life's not always great. Things are falling around us. We look in the mirror and we don't like what we see. We examine ourselves and we don't like what we find. And we come to the place in our own lives, in the lives of our family, where we say, God, you're the only one who can answer this now. I don't know if this dry bone can live. I really don't know. And God says to us, speak, listen. I will cause flesh to come upon you. I will breathe the breath of life back into you that I breathe into you each and every day. And you will come alive. In 1992, there was a band. The band was called Alice in Chains. I don't know if you ever heard of that band or not. I'd encourage you to look them up. They wrote a song called Dry Bones. And in their song, they were utilizing, I think, this verse. But I also think they completely missed the point. Their song, I won't sing it for you because... 
pretty good. I don't want to ruin it. It says, I believe them bones are me. Some say we are born into the grave. I feel so alone, going to end up a big pile of them bones. I actually recently sent this to one of our uh, church people, uh, and I love the response that I got. Uh, that is something to the lines of, um, that, that's not very hopeful, that's not very promising, that might scare a few people away. Um, and the reality of it is, is because there's no hope. Life is nothing more. I just wrote this book. That's what they thought. I thought I was born into the grave. My life is nothing more than I'm going to end up a big old pile of them bones. And yet our God who spoke order into the chaos of creation, who spoke life into the pile of dry bones through the prophet Ezekiel, who was concealed with death in a tomb and yet busted out forth from its change is the same God who looks upon us today and the power of his spirit calling new life into our old bodies demanding us to rise up rise up into the joy of a new life and then only then should you go forth doing likewise into the world that God so loved I offer this to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Through the eyes of men, it seems there's so much we have lost. As we look down the road where all the prodigals have walked And one by one the enemy has whispered lies and led them off as slaves But we know that you are God, yours is the victory we know there is more to come that we may not yet see and with the faith you've given us we'll step into the valley unafraid yeah, yeah. as we call out to dry bones come alive come alive we call out to dead hearts Come alive, come alive, up out of the ashes, let us see an army rise, as we call out to dry bones, come alive. God of endless mercy, God of unrelenting love, Rescue every daughter, bring us back the wayward son. And by your spirit, breathe upon them. Show the world that you alone can save. You alone can save. As we call out to dry bones, come alive, come alive. We call out to dead hearts, come alive come alive up out of the ashes let us see an army rise because we 
call out to dry bones come alive. So breathe, oh breath of God, now breathe, oh breath of God, breathe, oh breath of God, now breathe, just breathe, oh breath of God, breathe, oh breath of God, breathe, oh breath of God, now breathe, as we call out to dry bones, come alive. Come alive, we call out to dead hearts. Come alive, come alive. Up out of the ashes, let us see an army rise. As we call out to dry bones, come alive. Yeah. As we call out to dry bones, come alive. Oh, come alive. 